Amen. I want to welcome you all to today's gathering. I want to believe that you've been blessed right from the start all through the way to this point. I want to encourage you, brothers and sisters, that whenever you come into the gathering, do not be expecting that at a point that is when God will speak to you. God's word and the message for today is not the preaching. The message for today is the gathering and the service itself. Amen. Amen. And so even when you plan to come yesterday, that is when God started speaking to you. And so whenever you come into the gathering, you must make sure that you are fully immersed and you are part of whatever is going on. When you have to stand, you stand. When you have to sit, you sit. When you have to shout, you shout. When you have to dance, you dance. Don't expect that, as for me, uh, this, is how, this, this is the way in which I want God to speak to me. No. God cannot be put in a box and he does whatever he likes. So probably for you, God intended to speak to you during the prayer time, but you were not here. Or God intended to speak with you during the time that you were writing your name in front there, but he didn't write your name. God wanted to speak to you at the time that you were jumping up and down when the song was going on, but you said for me, I don't like the fast songs, I like the slow ones, you've missed it. And so you, you need to be fully in it. Whatever is going on, take, be, be active. Amen. Amen. Be part and parcel of it. Because that is when God is speaking. In fact, for, for some of you, as I'm talking right now, that's when God is speaking with you. But when you put God in a box, he says, oh, uh, 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 like Naaman, what he says, I, I thought the man of God will come and wave his hand on me, then I'll be healed. He missed it. You see, Naaman was lucky to have his servants with him. Other than that, he would have missed his greatest miracle. Why? Because he has designed a box in which he feels that this is how God operates. This is how God works. This is how God does his things. This is how God should move. But God cannot be put in a box. Amen. God cannot be put in your box. And so you don't box God and say, oh, this is how God will move. God moves when everything is quiet, when we are solemn. During the time of the, uh, uh, um, what, what many of us will call worship time, that is the time that God is moving because the atmosphere is so cool and, 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 and you can see that the, 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 the spirit is moving. But when we are shouting and dancing, and oh, no, no, I don't think that God will move that time. That is why David's um, wife uh, um, lost it. He said that, uh, uh, how can a king as you be dancing like this and your clothes even fall down in front of your servant? How can you do that? Because he felt that God has to move in a particular way. As a king, you need to be noble and work sanctimoniously. That's what shows that you are a king. He missed it. I pray that you will not miss your visitation. 
I said, I pray that you not miss your season. I pray that you not miss God's timing for your life. In the name of Jesus. Amen. So today, I want to continue the message that I preached two weeks ago. It's about time. Tell the one sitting by you, it's about time. Tell the one sitting behind you, it's about time. Tell the one in front of you that it's about time. You see, you are even not doing it all. You see, you are not doing it. Oh, Pastor, let's start the preaching. I've started preaching already, but you have missed it already. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Let's try again. This time, when you tell the person it's about time, continue for the person. Continue. You see, do you understand what I'm saying? It's about time. Continue. It's about time for what? Or it's about time to do what? Continue for it. So look, you see, so you have to know the person very well. Do you understand? You have to know the person. So that you can tell the person that, listen, brother, it's about time you get serious with your life. It's about time. Come on, turn to someone and tell the person, it's about time. It's about time you pray. Sister, it's about time you really start learning how to cook. Brother, it's about time you start taking your work serious. It's about time, brother. It's about time. Amen. So when we read Acts chapter 12, verse 1, it says, Now about that time, Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church about that time. Amen. Amen. Now you want to speak to yourself this time around. And you want to tell yourself it's about time. It's about time to do what? Tell yourself what it's about time to do. Tell yourself, speak to yourself that Mention your name, but you are talking to yourself, your soul, that a queer is about time to. Are you doing it? I'm serious. Tell, talk to yourself that it's about time. It's about time you read your Bibles, you took your Bible reading seriously. It's about time you took your prayer life seriously. It's about time you took your schooling seriously. It's about time you took your education seriously. It's about time you took your, your life. It's about time. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So as we learned for two Sundays, that's last three weeks Sunday and last two weeks Sunday, let me just summarize for those of us who are not here. We say that in this life, there is time for everything under the sun. Amen. Amen. There's a time to cry. There's a time to be happy. There's a time to visit friends. There's a time to take to yourself. There's a time to reflect upon your life. Normally, I use my birthdays as a time to reflect upon my life, to see how far God has brought me, to analyze where God has taken me from, 
and to um, picture where God is taking me to. I use my birthday to just reflect. That's the time I used to reflect. Amen. So there is time for everything under the sun. There is a time to work hard. Your six hours, eight hours, seven hours uh, um, work is not enough. Amen. Amen. I'm saying that there is time to work and to work hard. And there is time to sleep. When I was in secondary school, I met a friend and he told me, he said, there is more sleep after death. When you die, you'll be sleeping for a very long time. So now that we are not dead, this is the time to work. Amen. So you sell, um, um, if anything, um, chingong. Is it what I say? Chingong. You know, you know, you know that thing. You sell chingong. Uh -huh. You sell chingong on something on your head, and you go around to go and sell. That is the work that you do. As you are young, that you can carry that thing on your head. It's about time to just keep carrying it and to be working hard and to be believing God that as you keep carrying it on your head and you are a time will come, you will not have to carry it on your head. You just have to get a table and put it there. Then as you get the table, you just keep working so hard, then a time will come that you're going to get a shop. Are you here? Are you here? Hallelujah. But the point is, this is the time to do that work so hard. Amen. So when your friends and whatever are doing whatever and whatever that they want to do, you don't look at them. You don't follow them. Because you know that this is your time to work so hard. Amen. Amen. So by the time they are now waking up and uh, I'm turning third gear and fourth gear, you are awake because you know that this is your time to work. Because a time is going to come, you will not be able to carry the thing on your head again. Amen. Amen. So that is why the work that you are doing right now, are you here? Yes. The way that you are doing that when you go to the office, your boss will shout at you. You are late for one minute. Every day you get at 7.30. Today you go there at 7.31. And your madam said that, hey, next time we get late, say I am by. Ah, and then come about 731. I won't come again. There is something wrong with you. Are you here? Yes. I said what? Yes. 
there's something wrong with you. He said, hey, I thought we came to church. Eh, you came to church. That's why I'm telling you the truth, that there's something wrong with you. You need to wash your, your, your thinking. There's something wrong with your thinking. How you think, there's something wrong with it. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Because you have forgotten that, listen, this is the time to receive all that. That is the time to receive all that. A time is going to come. You are going to be the master and the boss of that shop or of your own shop. And we are going to see how when people come late, you are going to behave. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. That is why if you are a student, it's not time to be playing, watching TV. When we were in the university, there were people who were the controllers of the remote control. The remote control was for them. They are the cast. They keep it. So they determine what you are going to watch. We are all, not that they are senior. We are all on the same level, but they determine. We are even afraid of them. The day that we will get the opportunity to go and take the remote, when they come, we just surrender to them that. Take it, your, your, your remote. Where they have come. What they forgot to realize that that was not the time to be controlling remote. It was the time to be paying attention to their schooling and do well. So that when they pass and pass very well, now the remote, is it, they will not be controlling the remote. Though. They will be controlling the company that manufactures that remote. Instead of being very happy with just controlling remote, you must realize that that is not the time and the season. Some of you like watching TV. That's not the time to be watching TV. It's not time at all to be watching TV. You can watch TV for years, not hours. So when you start, when, when we give you the opportunity to watch TV, it's dangerous. Amen. As the one sitting by you, what season do you find yourself in? You should be preparing your. Is it, you, you, is it, oh, you want to get married, isn't it? As one sitting by you, whether it's a boy, do you, do you want to get married? You want to get married. But you've, rea you, you, you've not realized that the season that you are in right now is your preparation to get married. You want to get married, you don't know how to cook, you don't know how to sweep. You don't know how to mop. Hey! So, Pastor, you know, I mean, these days, you know, it, it, it doesn't really matter whether you can cook or not. You know, I mean, uh, we can just, my, my, my husband can cook. I mean, you know, these days we don't have to be, I'll be working and my husband will be cooking. I, I, I wish you all the best. I wish you all the best. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, you know, you know, you know, these days, you know, you can just be ordering food. And when you just, I mean, these days, the, 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 the delivery system is so efficient. You can just call them and you just deliver, you know, just call them. And they, you don't even have to call them. Just do it on the app. You just put it in and then you just do it and then they will just deliver to your house. First, I mean, I wish you all the best. Because we have not, we have forgotten that this is your season to learn. 
how to cook. You are a lady. You don't know. You are a. You see, if you are in this church and you don't know how to cook, if you are in this church and you don't know how to cook, I mean, it's like you have been cursed. I'm telling you, it's like a curse. Because is it? Because you have, you have mommy here. Mommy is one of the best cook in the world. You have Ma Mary here. She's not one of the best cook in the world. You have Auntie Eva. We are all afraid of her. We call her Auntie Eva, including the pastor. We, we all call Auntie Eva. Auntie Eva is also here. She's one of the best cook in the world. Ah, do you understand what I'm talking about? And you are here. You have been staying here for the past six months. You still don't know how to prepare. Um, your friend is saying. And one more, and one more, and an egg. When you prepare your and one more and you fry your egg, we can't eat it. We can't eat it. <laughs> hey, that's what I'm saying. That you see, that's what I'm saying. That it's like you have been cursed. Is that as the one sitting by the I don't wonder you have let pastor be talking like this, like that. Because everything I'm preaching is for someone. I don't know who it is for. This one, I don't know who it is, but it's for someone. It's for someone. It's for someone. Yes, for someone. Ah. I'm preaching, I tell you, it's a very, very powerful message. It's about time. It's about time you humble yourself and go and say, Mommy, please help me. Help me. Help me. Help me to prepare. Teach me how to prepare. Um, um, if anything. Palavan um, Kuntumri. Help me. If I'm busy. Help me to prepare. It's about time. Now is the time. Don't wait. Don't wait till you have gotten to a certain level. And you are not able to prepare the food. You have been married and you can't prepare the food for your husband to eat. And so every day your husband says he's fasting. Because he doesn't want to come and eat your food. So he says, I'm fasting. I'm fasting. Because you know, know, I want to be spiritual. You know, Pastor has been preaching. You know, know, when Pastor said we should be spiritual, so I want to be spiritual. So so I'm fasting for the next 90 days. Don't don't worry about food. Just in the morning, I'll just eat. uh, No, don't worry about food. Don't worry about morning. I mean, maybe even I come and I'm hungry, I'll just eat um, bread and milo. Don't worry. I mean, I'm okay. Oh, take it. Oh, my husband is good, though. She doesn't like food. She doesn't like me cook at all. She loves me very well. She doesn't like me, want me to work so hard. You don't know. You don't know. Those of you have been watching those videos, you see that's how you don't know. <laughs> hey! Hey! It's about time. As you are staying in that house, that you feel that they are killing you, Killing you. Eh, let me do this work. Every, I'm so tired. I'm working, working, working. I'm so tired. You are so tired. So I, I want to go somewhere that I won't do any work. I'll just be on my own. I'll be free and I'll be whatever. You do not understand what you are saying. 
you, I, I know that you do not understand what you are saying. You do not understand. <laughs> you don't understand. Because if you understood, you would have realized that this is the time to learn. One day, Aunt Eva was telling me how she used to um, um, do some work for some people and the stress that she had to go through every time because things have to be done in a certain way. Food has to be prepared by a certain time. If at that time the food is not prepared, the food will not be eaten. So you have to make sure that you prepare it at a certain time in a certain way. Amen. Amen. So what she was going through was training. It was training. And you cannot allow, you don't know that this is my time to be trained. Amen. Amen. One letter, you don't have to say anything and you are angry. We have not even said it though. We are already angry. As you have, haven't said it. You, are, you see, this is the time that when you do something, you are told that what you did is not correct. We don't like it. You didn't do it well. You should have done it better. And this is the time not to get angry. It's rather to say that, thank you very much for correcting me that what I did was wrong. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Not a time when you have when you are corrected, when you are when you are told something, then you have a face. Look at the one sitting by the person has a face. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. How many how many of you have realized that in this church you are not afraid of anybody? How many of you have realized that? Yes. Tell the person that, tell the person by them, I'm not afraid of you. I'm not afraid of you. That's why I can tell you that it's about time to change your ways. It's about time not to get angry. And that's what we are going to read today because when you go to the verse um, 20, look at it. And Herod was highly displeased. Can I get um, um, NIV? Check if you can get the NIV. Let's see. With them, this Acts chapter 12, verse 20. And Herod was highly displeased with them of Tyre and Sidon, but they came with one accord to him. And having made Blastus the king's chamberlain, their friend desired peace because their country was nourished by the king's country. And upon a said day, is it the just yes? Now Herod was angry. Herod was angry with them. But the people realize that this anger that Herod is angry with us is foolishness on our part. They realized it quickly, that this is foolishness. Because, why? Because, um, and they came to him because what? Their country depended on the king's country's food. Amen. Amen. How can you be angry with the, the one who feeds you? I'm angry with God. You are angry with God. <laughs> the people realize that, hey, this 
thing that Herod is angry with us, you know, is a serious thing. Hey, you are angry with the one you depend on the king's country for food, and you are angry with the king. <laughs> Do you understand what is going on? Can you see it? The people said that it's about time. It's about time, verse 21. It's about time we made peace with the people. Hallelujah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Now, from verse 20 to verse 25, there are three things that I want to share with you. But I just want to share one. I wanted to share two today and share the last one next week, Sunday, God willing. But I just want to share one today. The next week, God willing, I will share the two things so that we end this series entitled, It's About Time. What I want to share with you today is that it's about time you made peace with whoever you have to make, you have to make peace with. It's about time. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. The people realize that this is not wisdom. It's not wisdom to be angry or the, the king is angry with us. It is not wisdom. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, I have not died before, ever in my life. Never have I ever died before, ever. If I have never even had a dream that I, had, I was dead. But I remember many years ago in the university, I was so sick. And I didn't want to go to the hospital because I didn't like hospitals. So my roommate tried so hard to take me to the hospital, it didn't work. So they called my mother. My mother came to take me to the hospital. On the way to the hospital in a car, the, the car, I, I can just walk to the hospital. So it's a very short distance. But for whatever reason, it looked it look as if it took like two hours, even in a car, to get to the hospital. And as we were going, I felt that I'm going to die. I tell you, it was like, this is the end. My end have come. I started confessing all my sins. I said, Lord Jesus, I've been in church all my life, but it has now become serious. Maybe I've not been serious, Lord, forgive me. I remember when I was little, I took some meat from my mother's God, please forgive me on this one. Remember, I said that somebody's head is big. Please, Lord, forgive me. Lord, you know that my heart is not right. I've not been very... I tell you, I was confessing my sins from the time you picked me to the time you go to the hospital. It was confession time. It was when you got tired and I realized that, oh, I'm not dead. <laughs> then I begin to realize whether my mother heard what I've been saying. But she wasn't angry, so it looks like she didn't hear what I was saying. I tell you, when, I, when, when it felt like I was about to die, I tell you, listen, 
nothing made sense anymore. Nothing made sense. My schooling and whatever that I've been striving didn't make sense anymore. The, the only thing that made sense at that point in time is that where is the next step? Where am I going from here? Because there are two bridges in this life. There's one bridge that moved from earth to heaven. And there's another bridge that moved from earth to hell. Between heaven and earth, there's no bridge. So I had to be sure which bridge I'm going to go on. Is it the one that leads to heaven or the one that leads to hell? I tell you. And so when you are facing death, you realize certain things does not make sense. And one of the things that do not make sense is anger. It's about time you made peace. The people realize that, hey, this thing that Herod is angry with us and we are also angry for whatever reason does not make sense. It is useless anger. It doesn't matter. Let us go and make peace with Herod. Can I ask you a question today? Who are you angry with? Who is angry with you? It's about time you made peace. It's about time. It's about time. Because, um, you see, when you have, you, you have maybe you haven't faced death before, or anyone who has faced death here, he was telling you, he will tell you. A pastor said they had an accident. This is a pastor who was on his way to go and preach. Oh, he was on his way to go and preach. And they had an accident. He said, and they, they came out alive. They went to preach. Then when he came back to Accra, he called other pastors and said, please come. I want to accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and personal Savior again. I want to be baptized again. Let us be sure. And I want you to be my witnesses. You be my witness that let's, uh, he's the pastor who has been preaching for many years. But the day he saw death, he began to realize that this thing is not a joke. He began to realize that all what he has been preaching about for the past 10 years, not knowing that it was that serious. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. And that is why I'm telling you that when you feel that these people had not even faced devil, but they realized that death was coming because the one that gives them food, he's angry with them. They said, please, let us go and make peace. Who are you angry with? Who is angry with you? The Bible has even said that if you are bringing your gift and you realize that someone is angry with you, go and make peace. Amen. Amen. Because there is no reward in carrying anger. Anger is like poison. Bitterness is like poison that destroys the bottle that it is kept in more than on whatever or whoever is poured on poison it destroys you further and further hallelujah amen, amen. so I, I i have learned in this life through painful experiences in this life not to be too angry with people 
not to be too angry not not to let the sun go down on your anger because you see sometimes what you don't realize that the person that you are angry with for whatever the person did that person does not even remember what he did he's eating his fufu and palm no soup that he prepared and you cannot eat your fufu with goat light soup that you prepared because number one is not nice and number two you are angry <laughs> when I told you to come to Aunt Ma Mary didn't come to her to come and learn how to prepare it, so it's not nice. And you are also angry on top of it. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Today is a good opportunity for you after the service to make peace. Take your phone and make that call. If you can't get the person, forgive the person in your heart. I have nothing against you. Joseph, they wanted to kill Joseph. They wanted to destroy him. He said, let us kill him and let's see what will become of his dreams. Joseph said, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. Hallelujah. Amen. I've forgotten the name of that man but this man went for an interview when he went for the interview and they did everything they said okay we have to communicate with you please give us your email address the man said i do not have an email address and the people said because you don't have an email address we cannot employ you the man was going to look for work at a company called Microsoft. Wow! Email address. They couldn't employ him. The man was so sad, maybe even angry, but he decided to put his anger aside and he started selling chicken from door to door for many years. Today, he is the owner, or he was the owner of KFC. That has moved from America, and is in Ghana that we can see. And he had it. Why? Because he did not have an email address. Because somebody denied him an opportunity because of something even as trivial as email address. Why don't you take my number and call me? Or why don't you create one now? Because I don't have an email address now, you cannot employ me. So you see, out of the frustration and the anger or whatever, he was able to make something out of it. You see, they meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. If he had an email address, probably would have still died a cleaner. Because he was looking for a cleaning job at Microsoft, yes. Clean job at Microsoft, that's what he was looking for. And he didn't have an email address. <laughs> Are you here? Hallelujah. So the person might have even meant it for evil. The person might have even meant it for bad. He wanted to destroy your life. And time will not permit me, or for security reasons, I could have told you the many 
plot that people have had concerning me. Several of them to do what? To destroy me and to destroy my image and the name that I have built over the years. But they meant it for evil or for bad. But God, God, God meant it for good. And that's why one of the things that we have learned throughout this series is that even when you think that it's not your season, it is still your season. As long as you are in the will of God, it's still your season. You may be passing through the valley of shadow of death, but the psalmist said what? I fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou prepare a table before me in the presence sense of my enemies even when I'm among my enemies it's still my season for thou preparest a table before me listen one of the words that should always come out of your mouth is that you meant it for evil but God God you meant it for evil but God you wanted to destroy me but God, I'm supposed to get angry, but I will not get angry. I'm supposed to also respond and retaliate with the evil and how you have treated me, but I will not respond in that way. Why? Because of God. Joseph should have just caught his brothers and plucked them up in prison forever. Some of you, that's what you are praying for. That you, you see how you are treating me so evil and so bad. The day that I'll get to the top, you see what I'll do to you. No wonder you are not getting to the top. Your mindset is filled with so much wickedness. You should rather be like Joseph. That's why Joseph, in spite of everything, he still made it. Because the guy's mind was completely different. He knew that anger has no reward. Hallelujah. That's why when I heard that somebody said, it was funny, but I felt so sad. He said that the people have treated him so bad that he know that one day they will come to his house and when they come and tell him that this person has come to his house, he will respond, release the dogs. Release the dogs. You see, you, you, may, you may not understand, but if you can understand what he had gone through. Many of you, when you read the story of Jonah, and God said, Jonah, go and preach to the people so that they'll be saved. Jonah said, I'm going far away. Maybe you don't understand why Jonah was going far away. See, Jonah knew that this God that I serve is merciful. If I go and preach to these people and they change their life, God will save them. But these people are so wicked. They don't need to be saved. They need to die and to pay for their sins. So as God is sending me, I'm going far away so that they will die in their sins. That was Jonah's story because the people were so wicked. The people of Nineveh were so wicked to Jonah's people, destroying and killing them. Now, one and Kaya small as an evangelist that go and bring someone to church, and the pastor is Kofanabra Church. You no, know, that person was the one who caused you to lose your job and for your mother to die because there was no money to take care of your mother at the hospital, and your father is now a drunkard because of that man who sat 
fired you from your job for something that you did not do and you are told that go and bring the person to church you tell the pastor sir commission we they are about 7 billion people in this world. Now, where Because that is what Jonah felt. He was so in tune with his emotions. And he said, Lord, let these people die. I'm going far away from here. And even as God even brought him back and he spoke to the people and the people saved. Jonah preached only eight words. In 40 days, Nineveh shall be destroyed. Just eight words. That's all he's preaching. That he preached to the people of Nineveh. And the whole town was changed by the, by the power of the Holy Spirit. And Jonah went to stay outside the town and was angry. God, that is why I did not want to come. I knew you are so merciful. Jonah is angry that God is so merciful. Wow. Amen. Amen. God, the people had been saved. Jonah was angry. You see, I saw um, you are going to save them. You are going to forgive them for these people deserve to die for that. But I said, well, what you know? Jonah was angry. Jonah was not your typical evangelist who would have made a billboard and do announcement on TV that, hey, I went to this town to preach eight words and the whole town has changed. Hey! I tell you, the whole Ghana will hear of us in Spring City Church. Hey! The whole Ghana can we go and buy airtime on CNN and, and broadcast that we went to a town and we preached just eight words and the whole town has changed. Hey! Wow! Jonah, see God, I knew you. You are too merciful. That is why I did not want to come. Your anger is misplaced. Your anger is misplaced. Sometimes, you see, if you can know even the whole story and everything about it, you realize that 90% of your anger does not, is not based on anything. If you can understand, I'm telling you, you see, one day somebody sent me a message. He sent the message that the person sent me. I thought the person was insulting me. I was so angry. I said, I will not talk to this person again ever in this life. I met the person in the church. When I met the person, I said, you know what, let me just, I, said, I went to the person. I said, sister, this message that you sent me, what did you mean by that? And the sister did not explain the message. He, she only said what she wrote that's all and when she said it i realized that the understanding i got was totally different from reading and from hearing what she was saying totally different that's when i realized that i would have been angry for nothing if i had not asked her why this message why your anger will go away if only you can go to the person. If only you can go to the sister and say, sister, why? If only you can go to the brother and say, brother, this is what I heard, what is going on. If only, 
but you have kept yourself. You've kept your under. You are boiling. Your heart has become so heavy. It wants to come out of your chest and you are holding it in because you are so angry. I said, Pastor, you don't know what my father did to me. He didn't take care of me. He didn't pay my school fees. He didn't do this. He didn't do that. I know. I know that, my brother. I know that, my sister. But I'm still telling you that it's about time. Let the anger go. Because it's destroying you more than it's destroying the other person. You see, because of how that girl treated you, you see, whenever you see a nigga, you don't even want to think about marriage. I mean, it's, um, I, I won't marry again. Because of how that boy treated you on Valentine's Day. Inti, what is a Valentine's Day? Banachai say, Valentine's Day, you be here, dinner. Ah! In your dear Meko. Remember. Because of how the people treated you. And so you are so angry. You are destroying yourself. You are destroying yourself more than you are destroying the other people. The people said, Herod is angry with us. But let's go and make peace. It's about time you made peace. Close your eyes and let's pray. <laughs> Heavenly Father, we pray this morning in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We give you all the praise and we give you all the glory. Your word has taught us today that it's about time. Even Herod, who was angry with the people, a mere human being angry with some people, the people recognized that it's about time. They put that anger aside and made peace. I pray for every person here, my Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray that Lord Jesus help us to recognize that it's about time. That bitterness, that anger, that frustration, whatever it is that keeps us down and keeps us low. We are praying that Lord help us, deliver us from that anger. Deliver us from that bitterness. Deliver us from that frustration. I want you to pray for yourself. Pray. 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 In the mighty name of Jesus. Pray that the Lord will release you. Pray that the Lord will grant you healing. Healing is the children's bread. Only Father, heal our heart. People have wronged us in many ways. Lord, we have also wronged others in many ways. We pray for healing for ourselves. And we pray for healing for those ones that we have wronged. You see, you may not even know that you have wronged someone. You may not even know that you are aware that you have spoken of wronged someone. Maybe my preaching today have even offended you. I pray that God will grant you healing. And I pray that you also pray for yourself that God will grant you healing and grant healing to others that you, must, you might have also offended or hurt because of your words. The people said it's about time you made peace. I want to pray for you that it's also about time you made peace with that brother, 
with that sister, with your mother, with your father, with that friend. It's been going on for far too long. Now is the time. Now is to release and let a person go. You hurt me, you wronged me. You see, I'm praying for you for courage so that there are some people that you may have to confront and tell the person, you know what, what you did, what you said wronged me. I'm not here to fight, but I'm here to say that I've forgiven you. Will you also forgive me? I pray for that courage and that strength for you, my brother. My sister, I want you to receive that because you will need it. Well, you need to make peace. This is the time. Well, you don't know that there are some blockages in your life because of that anger. Because of it, the people realize that if you hold on to this anger, the king's supply will cease. Is the king's supply to your life ceasing because of that anger? Because of that bitterness? Lord, I release anyone who has hurt me. You want to pray the Lord, I release anyone who has hurt me, anyone who has offended me, anyone who has made me angry, I release them. Anyone I've made, that I have also made angry, Lord, forgive me. That should be your prayer. As you are angry, you don't know how many we have also wronged, how many we have also offended, how many we have also hurt, how many we have also brought down, how many we are also angry because of you. Pray the Lord, forgive me. In the mighty name of Jesus. I pray that the Lord will help you in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I want you to close your eyes. And I want to ask you a question. Do you know Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior? Have you ever accepted him before? If you haven't, I want to give you an opportunity this morning. This life that you are living without Christ, it amounts to nothing. So I'm giving you this opportunity today. I want you to lift up your hand and say, that, Pastor, pray with me. I want to accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and personal Savior. Maybe you are here. You have never accepted Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior before. Or you are not sure. You don't know what happens to you if today is the end. If you die today or if Jesus comes, what happens? What is going to be your destination? You can be sure if you accept Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. It doesn't matter you have been maybe attending church services all the time. It doesn't matter. Do you know him? Do you have him in your heart? Lift up your hand. And I'll pray with you. Anybody here like that? You have never accepted Jesus before ever in your life. You want to accept him today. You realize that it's about time you accepted him. If you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, lift up your hand. Lift up your right hand high up. Is there anyone here like that? You want to accept him as your Lord and personal Savior? There's no one. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you today. We are grateful in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Pray together for the Lord. Are you blessed? Are you blessed? Are you blessed? 
God bless you so much. You want to close our gathering? You want to take an offering this morning?